0: This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It includes so many great sports programs, even sometimes a frustratingly uh, confusing uh, Auburn football program that decides to give you hope, dash it, and then give you hope again. But it also... Includes many other things like a volleyball program on the rise right now. It also includes sports that don't belong to Auburn when you saw see your biggest rivals take a big old L on the big screen and just love every minute of it. It includes things outside of sports, academics, people in the town, people outside of the town. It includes people young, old, and young. I should have done that backwards old and young. Hint, hint, wink, wink about what's coming up in a little bit. It includes so many different things. And that is why it is the whole of the Auburn experience, which is always best uh, taken with those in the Auburn family, which is why I bring my co host here every single week, Mr. Austin Scott. Thank you, Austin, for being back with us for episode eight.
1: War Eagle Kyle. Yeah, episode eight. Can you believe it? Eight weeks we've been doing this. And uh, thanks to everybody who keeps on listening to us crotchety old men, uh, ramble about whatever we find to ramble about each week. But uh, (laughs) glad to be back again. And you said it best Auburn experience can. Encompass a whole bunch of things, uh, whether they're directly related to Auburn or not.
0: And we've certainly got some of those things going around today. We do, absolutely, and we're going to try to give you guys a little bit of a, I like to call it the palate cleanser of everything that you are experiencing with being part of the Auburn family. Uh, we're not going to probably be spending a lot, if any, time on the football team outside of just some allusions to other topics that will hit. Uh, we'll save that for probably episode nine. We are in the middle of a bye week, uh, so there's really just kind of a time to sit back and reflect and maybe we'll have some clearer, more deeper assessments of all that when we get around to episode nine on this one though, we usually talk about what's hot, what's kind of the most prevalent thing going on right now. And this is kind of fits into that, that realm, what I want to discuss here, because as we talked about the Auburn experience, yes, it's about the sports, the place and other things beside that, but it's mainly about the people old and young and some of the best things in life are raising people up into being part of the Auburn family. With that being said, Austin, is there anything that you would like to share with us?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And uh, my wife and I are expecting twins uh, coming coming to April. uh, I wish uh, I had like a strobe
0: light right now. That's
1: (laughs) right. (laughs) Drop the confetti, drop the toilet paper. Uh, Two hopeful class of 2045 Auburn graduates. uh, Oh my gosh. Which is
0: a long way away, folks. Uh that long way away. <laughs> twenty
1: forty-five.
0: I will be, oh my goodness, hold on. I'm trying to do math in my head <laughs> right now. I will be 50, 50 something. Do math for me. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll be fifty nine.
0: Oh wait, i will be no, sixty. No no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. No, no,
0: that's not right. I'm my math off 49. 49. Okay. Thank you. I, I thought my math was off, but apparently yours is much worse tonight. But hey, listen, you're having twins. So I think we <laughs> will forgive you for that. So, congratulations, Austin. Thank you. Yeah. My wife, Emily, and I are very
1: excited. Uh, she's due April 20th. It'll likely be earlier. Um, big surprise to both of us that there's two of them, but we are just <laughs> overjoyed. Um, and it's definitely something we have prayed for uh, and just thankful the lord for his blessings to us in so many ways but especially this and um uh, so yeah we're excited we are we know we are just going in head first know nothing and we're just going to figure out how to play man defense from the get-go
0: i it's, it's really funny uh you think about it that way uh you guys are first-time parents of twins like that how do you even yeah. wrap your mind around that like that's i i'm sure there's people that have done it thousands of times because i know sure. you're not the first ones to have twins the first to go around but you're going to have twins of austin scott like that's just gonna be crazy like double trouble of you emily i know is just the best part of you so two of you is just gonna be a problem we need uh,
1: you know the 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 easy thing to say would be the kids are 50 50 of each we need like 70 30 with emily being 70 and austin being 30 of each of them because yeah we're, we're all in for a wild time if that's the case but Yeah, well, we'll we'll know genders here in a few weeks, and uh, we'll We'll definitely have to talk about that. But uh, it is a whirlwind and a roller coaster, and
0: but we are very excited. Well, I didn't want to start this podcast without us addressing that, and maybe talking a little bit about some stuff related to that. I got to know this: how quickly into you finding out that you were having twins did you start? figuring out what sports for Auburn they were going to play. Like, I know it crossed <laughs> your mind, which sports were they and how quick, obviously we don't know genders yet, but listen, Hey, sure. in this enlightened period. We're going to have, you know, uh, girls and boys playing football together. So who knows, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, what are the sports that you instantly thought of and how long did it take uh, for them to be labeled as an Auburn tiger in your mind?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think, you know, like you said, who knows what sports are going to be around on, and sponsored by Auburn in 22 years or 18, 20 years. Um, ba- I love basketball. I, I do not have the physical – I know people listen to us mainly unless they're watching us on YouTube live, but I do not have the physical stature of football. Um, so you are a little bit on was, the short side. I'm a little short. So that one was ruled <laughs> out pretty quickly. But with that, we know Pearl loves his uh, undersized point guards a little bit more. So that would be yes the, uh, if if coach Pearl or maybe by then coach Stephen Pearl, who knows is uh mm. could could coach basketball in the Neville crypto digital arena will have by then. Oh,
0: wait, whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just throw crypto <laughs> on top of Neville arena? Listen, folks just are, they're losing their minds that they can't call it <laughs> Auburn arena anymore. Officially don't start some rumor here. We've already like ruined the season for volleyball. Don't ruin the basketball season yeah. before we even get started. That is not an official statement from Auburn basketball. or Auburn. There's no crypto associated with Neville arena. My gosh, Austin, this is what I'm talking about where these kids better have all Emily.
1: Yes, all definitely. So who knows by then? And then I I did think about our volleyball program. Obviously, we're on the start to a dynasty here that we've already jinxed to begin. And so, uh, like we said, I'm on the shorter side, so they have to be a libero or a a defensive uh, player. Um, But, yeah, who knows? And Coach Johnny Harris might need a point guard by then too.
0: Listen, that's the funny thing about this is, you know, right now – just in general, we all need to be praying that yes, they get Emily's jeans, but they get, if there's anything locked in there for like height wise, just for sports in general, it opens up so many opportunities for them. Oh yeah. Uh, Emily's shorter than
1: I am. So we're not going to have the height.
0: That's why I said, there's gotta be something locked in there for her. You know, it's (laughs) funny sometimes, you know, like Yao Ming's parents are like just completely short and he's just a giant, you know? So it's like, how did that so happen? Need. So maybe we are talking about the next center men's or women's <laughs> basketball uh, player at Auburn. That's what I'm going to hope for, because, you know, basketball is my sport. Like, I, I love yes. football to death. I will choose that over anything. But in terms of just an, an overwhelming love for the game, that's why, you know, we when we started the E2C network, it was all in one show. We started breaking out into individual podcasts we did a basketball one first because i love basketball and i love talking about it. so that is what i'm hoping and praying for is a men's or a women's or both times two addition. you know it would be pretty sweet awesome i'm not going to lie if uh you had a boy and a girl twin and could just give one to each and then what right. a cool story that would be. i can just see it now when oh, we're yeah. in our 50s doing episode <laughs> 4000 um, <laughs> that you know we're talking about your kids starting each at the same time on the men's and women's team
1: <laughs> that'd be cool. I mean Auburn women's basketball has the history of Jasmine and Jessica Jones from a few years ago starting at yeah. the same time on the same team um, so yeah but either one I think a boy and a girl that that's definitely something that would get some storylines if they could both start in the
0: same year on the same team and that'd be cool. how quickly will you know obviously we're we're in the beginning stages of this so all this is said with the hope and prayer that everything goes well and all that stuff, acknowledging mm-hmm. yeah. all that. Um, but let's just believe and be optimistic about all that. You know, what is the timeline? Like how quickly are you going to be taking the photo with these kids on Sanford lawn after they're? Oh lawn?
1: man. So uh, <laughs> there is already, and I have a picture on my Instagram that uh, at Austin D Scott, we already have a onesie each with one with Abby's space and one with an AU on it. Um, and so even even that is the picture that I just can't wait for is is the each in their Auburn onesies. This, and now, folks, this is this is April twentieth is with the due date. They're likely coming earlier because of twins and how the medical procedures work. And uh, so, I mean, there's a great chance that we have an Auburn basketball national championship shortly before or after or on the same day as the
0: two come into the world wow you heard it here folks you heard he's, it here and he's so, calling if, his shot
1: if that's <laughs> the case they're in those onesies asap uh we're starting them out right but as far as you said sanford lawn i just i mean that's going to be just the 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 wallpaper of your phone forever right like that's the right. picture you you want um of both of them on a beautiful day spring day so
0: uh, i'm trying be, to I- it'd be pretty soon i'm trying to pull this up without like showing everybody i don't know if i'm gonna be able to do it this is like one of those moments where it's like not great for a live recording i'm trying to get my wallpaper up without it it's not going to work but I, I basically have sanford law or sanford tower uh on yeah. my phone i could just like see your baby being home yeah right now. <laughs> yes exactly anyway we wanted to make sure obviously because it's important to you it's important to this show it's important to your all your etucon network family and your auburn family that we talk about that so we would just want to extend our congratulations further to you to emily and our prayer is that this will go exactly how it is supposed to go and we will be celebrating this with a national championship apparently in just (laughs) in just a few months
1: yes thank you so So. much and and that the, i know kyle you reached out when we announced publicly and, and you've known for a little while but um i'm just i'm incredibly thankful for devin reached out as well she's a loyal listener and i'm just i'm thankful for uh people's well wishes and prayers and just our ultimate goal and hope and prayers that these two learn to love auburn yes but we want them to learn to love jesus christ so much and uh and we've we are blessed. Here's my here's my weekly plug. We are blessed to live in on the loveliest village on the plains and thankful that that is a reoccurring theme around here um, of, of preaching Jesus. And so that's what we want more, for them more than anything, even if they don't play in Neville Crypto Digital Arena.
0: <laughs> there you go again. We had a great segment until you bring that back again. Now i got to deal with the ramifications of that later on this week. <laughs> Let's move on to our next subject we're going to talk about something that is probably as far as you could stretch it out into the Auburn experience and how it fits in there. Because, yes, we are focusing on our world, our sports, our teams. But let's be honest, folks, the most visceral sometimes and probably overly important is watching the suffering of your greatest rivals, namely your best rival. Because I got to tell you, I've been To the Appalachian Mountains. I've been to Gatlinburg, (laughs) Tennessee. I've driven around Nayland Stadium, and I gotta tell you, there ain't nothing better than good old Rocky Top Tennessee (laughs) taking down the crimson tide in all their glory. What a beautiful game that was, and just conjured up all time of feelings, and that's what we kind of want to talk about here. So, yes, is it petty? Yeah, I don't care. We're talking about it here. In this part of the episode today, Rocky Top Tennessee topples the Tigers for the first time in what, 16 years, Austin? Is 16, that what it- 16 years, which is just
1: unfathomable. Like, I can't believe that, I can't picture Auburn going that long. Like, this state would be in shambles if Auburn went 16 years, or, or let's say either one. If either one went 16 years without beating the other, uh, I just, I can't even imagine what that would do to some people. But, it was incredible. Uh, it, and and you will have plenty of Alabama fans tell you, well, what, what did Auburn do today? What, that, that should be even more of a reason for you to enjoy this, because it has not been the best year Auburn's been hoping for. And that was a nice glimmer of hope right after a, a, a tough loss on Saturday. Um, it, it was incredible to see. And, and you how can you not like that it, it it ended right before a game winning field goal was another Alabama kicker missed field goal. I mean, that's just, that's kind of poetic. And that's what we, we enjoy more than anything. And so they rushed that field, man. They, oh, they did. they rush that. Covered. Field. It. Let
0: me, let me just say this. I messed up apparently and had a misspeak about as you know well as a kicker for Alabama does. Uh, apparently I said they toppled the Tigers. That's been happening a lot lately. I, I meant toppled the tide. <laughs> I think we all understood that even though that was, you know, applicable to how the football team's going right now. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about that though. We're talking about how amazing it was to watch them just get a little bit of comeuppance from someone other than us, other than mm. this. The interesting thing that's happening right now is we, as part of the Auburn experience have been living in a time that is unheard of and it affects so many things where your biggest rival is having arguably debatably their single most successful run um, and that's still weird to say considering bear bryant's in their history as well and having to you know sit there and bear the burden of all of college football like every year people will just wait yeah. for auburn to do the magic that they do in jordan Hare stadium and take them down did it in 13 2017 uh, and 19 i got them all right right for gus Correct. yeah that's right obviously almost happened for brian in his first year had it not been for a heisman trophy winner making a game-winning drive. And you know, however many overtimes I keep forgetting, I think I blocked many of them out. Um, but we're seeing more teams getting to the point where they can compete with Alabama, and it's not just us doing it. We've had Texas A&M take them down. We've had Ole Miss in history take them down. Uh, t- talking mainly about the Saban era, obviously. Uh, and now we've got—I'm uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few there—but we've got Tennessee finally getting back in there and making this thing a little bit interesting because let's be honest, Tennessee fans, we've been carrying the weight for y'all in terms of the rivalry games. Cause we all know most teams have those two rivals, us, you know, Alabama and Georgia. I think we've got the hardest rivalries in college sports. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I think we can yep. say that right now. Yes. But Tennessee y'all been, what, what's been going on, man? Like y'all been slacking. And so it was finally like a weight was off our shoulders to be like, okay, at least the other rival is now actually a, rival in a sense and yeah it it was a beautiful thing uh to see so i guess the big question is how do you think this what happens after this do you think this is sustainable for tennessee is this a one-and-done thing or you know i mean have we reached the point where tennessee is back to be able to compete with alabama like we have in historically
1: yeah yeah i mean i think it it looks like this is josh Eiffel's second year there it looks like he's got Kind of a system that seems to be exciting and works for them. Um, he's got getting his guys in there. Uh, I think the thing that had to happen for them to kind of break through and is it had to be the way it was in Neon Stadium in Knoxville with a just plethora of people, and it had to be that back and forth game, um, and that's what they got. And and now there's you know the monkey off their back of like we said, sixteen years. Of them just getting hearing about it every year. We all saw the memes every year. Here's what the iPhone looked like last time Tennessee beat Alabama. Here's what I looked like last time Tennessee beat Alabama. Now that's that's gone. It it you know in a way, and I I don't love this analogy because I don't love the meat the uh, significance of it. But in a way, it's similar to Georgia finally getting their championship. They they heard 1980 for forever from Auburn fans from everyone else. Um, and Tennessee can finally put that away from, from the Alabama side. So um, I think it, I I don't love when people say that oh it's so good when certain programs are good for college football like that's what makes it because the I what I, I love about college football is that anybody can beat anybody and we all get shocks just when any time you know when Gardner Webb is hanging in with Liberty this past weekend well we're all still interested in that and, I, and it doesn't matter who's been historically fun um, but I do think tennessee has the brand that it's it's good to see some sec turnover um and so i I hope so i hope it's fun i love when auburn plays tennessee i think that's a fun rivalry i miss that i do too and i I think we're going to get back to seeing those more now that we change these schedules around and get to see teams more often like heaven forbid that a kid would get to see another school once every four years um i'm just glad we're getting there and i think that'll be good um and so yeah good for Tennessee what I mean we talked about it Kyle together when they rushed that field and the excitement that they had you how could you not think about what it looked what the scene looked like in during here in 2013 after the kick six like I, you couldn't find a patch of grass
0: in right pictures. oh well apparently a Tennessee fan found a patch of grass and took it home I just saw a picture of that before we went live good for <laughs> well I shouldn't say a patch I should say like a sleeve of of grass they just took it up and like Do it into some bags i have um some really funny tweets going around about that i saw i was cackling about that yeah i'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things that i just kind of was sitting there and tweeted on my personal account just and i mean this sincerely like for them and for like just the whole it just made me feel the smallest bit like i felt so many years ago after during the kids kick six being there and knowing what that moment of elation felt like uh, yes, it is because it's Alabama, your biggest rival. But that's in, yeah. in any moment like that, just seeing how something so miraculously goes down and rushing the field on just sheer joy. Austin, I remember just finding this random dude in the middle of that monstrosity of a mass of people and just like we locked eyes and I just pointed out and said, you Right there. You bring it in right here for the real thing. And we just <laughs> ran into each other's arm and just hugged, hugged it out just forever. And like for no, reason, had no, never saw the dude again. Probably never will see him again. Yeah, But it was just one of the craziest moments of elation. And you saw the sights of that and then tearing down the goalpost, taking them out of the stadium. Great. Did we get confirmation that they did not throw one of them over the side? Like they were looking like they were going to do. Did they take just out?
1: I don't know. I saw they threw one in the river. Yes, I was apparently that is has I haven't looked this up, but I saw some people say that has some historical significance like they've done that before. But I was just shocked when I saw we went through all that and you're chucking it in the Tennessee River Mm -hmm. Uh, because like when Ole Miss beat them, you know, one of those first years with freeze. They tore them down and you saw it like you saw pictures. They got it back in someone's apartment and they're cutting it up and they're giving it to their friends and everything. And so that's what I'm expecting. Like, I think it's a lost art to tear the goalpost down. Like, I think that is something that that we see, like really old pictures of of people right. hanging on. They fall. And so it's kind of it looks like it's coming back a little bit. Um, yeah. But I could not believe they just chucked it in the river. Like, is it yes. just going to lay at the bottom of the
0: Tennessee River? Listen, folks, listen, we are happy for you, Tennessee fans. But, God, y'all are a weird bunch. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, yeah, on, I, y'all, y'all bring, bring mustard bottles.
0: <laughs> mustard bottles, throw in your goalposts in the river. Look, I love the enthusiasm. I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you took down Alabama. Maybe you can keep it up. I don't know. Uh, we're ha- we're wanting to see you again. But, God, y'all are weird, man. Uh, y'all sing about Rocky Top. <laughs> it's just – it's uh, it's an interesting breed of folks and I'm sure they say the exact th- thing about me, sure. but uh, you know, again, it's not our game. And in this season that we're having, it's not necessarily the, uh, you know, thing that helps us in any way other than just watching the sufferings of our biggest rival, but it is certainly something that we all live a part of because it's college football. And like yes. you said, uh, you know, we all have memories in the past of goalposts going down all the time and it's a lost art and seeing that, seeing the elation from people the rushing of the field the fireworks going off i remember th- them doing that for the kick six it just brings back those memories and just makes you relive it again in your mind in a different way than just kind of saying oh yeah i was part of the kick six It's like no that was me yeah 2013 exactly real feeling
1: i mean there's there's been so many pictures that have come out of whether it's some college kid hanging on the, off the post or you know, the elderly Tennessee fan who's probably just, am I ever going to see Alabama lose to us again? And, and just unbridled joy on the field. And, and and I just hope folks, let's rein it in here to Auburn maybe somehow. Just remember that it's the game. It brings us so much joy, and that's so fun. Uh, and just remember that it's just a game. But it, it can certainly give us those feelings uh, and, and we're think we, we enjoy that if we keep it in perspective. But um, yeah, good for them. What, that was a crazy scene. Crazy
0: scene. Wonderful moment full of elation and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars of fines. But was it worth so it? <laughs> it was so worth it. We'll begin discussing uh, another Auburn sport uh, that we are slowly but surely gearing up for right. uh, in many ways. And it's about time. Uh, We are ready to have shooty hoops back in shooty hoops. I've seen that on the twitters. I like that. You know, that's not, I can't take credit for that. Um, (laughs) I think it's, I'm trying to remember who actually it is. I feel like it's one of the bigger Twitter accounts kind of coined that term or or made it popular. (laughs) But uh, Auburn shooty hoops is uh very quickly gonna be here before you know it we're uh november 12th i think it is george mason i know george mason's the first official seventh. game seventh is that it i'm sorry
1: i um, only know just because i i got emily and i got our tickets this past week so we're, we'll, we'll get to be there for yeah, the I'm it's like on for a it. monday night it's very yes. odd on a monday
0: but you know, that's been happening a lot lately. Um, I've noticed that you would think for the first uh, listen, there are things out of control for that Auburn can and can't control, and sometimes you it depends sure. on their schedule, George Mason's schedule. But you'd think you would like have that on a Friday night, ready yeah. to roll the night before a big like Arkansas. You know, we I know that's too early, but either you, you understand sure. my point, yes. Yeah. Um, but it's here. So, one of the bigger things this past week, too, um, is we had Auburn's pro day. And it's a little bit different. I feel like I've not had the opportunity to go to pro day. Had I, do I, if I had lived in Auburn and had actually been there, I would have probably been able to, to go to it actually. Um, my understanding is that like for football, when they have their pro days, it's mainly intended for people that have graduated and, and maybe even people that have not been for a while to come back and get looked at by scouts. But this was interesting because at this pro day, we have everybody currently on the team competing. And I don't know if anybody else came back to kind of get those looks at by the scouts had invitations from coach Pearl and the staff, 28 NBA teams, all of 30 arrive in Auburn to watch our athletes. Austin, may I remind you a few (laughs) short years ago, this was not even a reality for one of these teams to probably come. Did it? Yes. Scouts came obviously, but not to this extent and not to this level. Like yeah. how far we have come was displayed in the interest, not just by fans, but by NBA scouts for Auburn basketball's program. It was, it's a beautiful sight to see.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's just another notch in the belt for Bruce Pearl of what he's done with this program and the heights he's brought it to um, things that we just, it's it's unfathomable, even as we're in it, to see um, something be a reality for, but um, I think it is so fascinating that they, do from freshmen if you just got here on campus you know if in the summer all the way to I don't know if anyone did come back but all the way to our se- our sixth year seniors at Jasper you're you're contributing in pro day um, yeah. and and that's great you know I think that's awesome to for scouts even though we'll say chance Westry is is I, well I guess you can you know go to the draft even after a year but even if he's two to three years away, they can see some say like, we're going to remember that kid. He's got some potential. He's got the ability. Um, We'll have to keep checking in with, with coach Pearl to see where he gets. And so um, I think it's awesome. I guess the magnitude of the amount of people for football doesn't allow you to do that as well. And, and it would just be, you know, a a couple days thing instead of one, but um, I I haven't really looked at the measurables of pro day to see how everyone did. Um, I haven't done that much either, but I, I think it's fascinating that 28 of 30 teams came. I don't know if, you know, how many came last year or the year before, but I just like you said, the thought that even one would use used to come, and now that many just have an interest because Auburn has arrived on that national stage, um, and Coach Bruce Pearl has been has come to Auburn and made it that national stage, um, is just incredible. It's it's hard to think about.
0: It really is, just to kind of uh, put it to words, because, you know, we've all of us have lived through the Barbie eras, um, the bad part of the Lebo eras. And, you know, I I hate it for Lebo because there was a moment there where he seemed to kind of be getting it figured out and it just never stuck. And so I do hate it for him. But we all know how bad Barbie was. And I I, I know stories that I cannot share. Uh, It was much worse than anybody else uh, even were aware of Uh, and that comes from people directly on the team. That's not yeah. me saying I know a friend and knows a friend. That's that's someone who was there, witnessed it all, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so it has come a long way. Uh, and with Pro Day, you know, just some quick thoughts about it and maybe things. It seemed like Alan Flanagan really measured out well, um, graded out well for them, which is a great thing for here. I am a – I've said this on my personal Twitter account that I am making – Uh, it my mission to put respect back in alan flanagan's name now that is obviously his job to do more than mine Uh, but i will definitely be tooting that horn as loud and proud as i can because i love a good redemption story and not that he's fallen so far off he's just the main thing is this injury and trying to get back from that and find your place in a team where you come back and there's superstars galore jabari and walker and they're still stars and your supposed stars that we're going to have in Janai and Yuan and Chance and you know everybody else that's already still here, um, it's it's one of those things that I'm really happy to hear those things because I think people forget that about some of those players, right? You know, you could say it about yeah. Zep Jasper as well, who actually wasn't able to participate in pro day because he was sick, um, but they do the things that get noticed by the scouts and not by the fans or or they have the measurables that get noticed by that. And so that's what this, this day is all about is not necessarily to win a draft spot it's to, or a um, combine invite it's to get you in the conversation with these NBA scouts. So they can give you feedback and say, if we were in, to be interested in you, this is what we would need to see from you. And mm. so that's a really big step. And when Coach Pra really, uh, we have the press conference up on our channel, if you'd like to watch it, um, go back and listen to how he talks about that. This is not a make or break moment for these guys, but this is simply the first opportunity for some of them right. to get feedback that they really need to understand what their opportunities are and art to, to get better. And boy, do we have a lot of talent on this team? I mean, who, who do you think right now obviously stands the best chance of, of going in the draft high right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, and you mentioned it. It's time to put respect back on his name. But Alan Flanagan was showing up in draft before his injury, and and even when Auburn fans were were wondering why he's still getting starts, like Alan Flanagan was showing up in second round and late first round at some point. So I think Alan, with a great another great year to kind of put his full resume together, has a chance to be drafted. Um, I think af- from there you look at. You're not looking for Janai Broom to exactly replicate what Walker Kessler did. I mean, how can you ask a guy to just come in and say, hey, do you want to be SEC Defensive Player of the Year? National Um, Defensive Player of the Year, too. Yes, thank you. And national like, And even Yohan, are you going to
0: ask him to replace Jabari Smith, who – should have been the number one overall pick, in Magic. Uh, some teams are regretting that. Now, let let me, Hold on. Since you brought it up, and now I'm just going off on things tonight. The Orlando Magic, what are you doing? You had a chance to literally win the mm-hmm. biggest, the best fan base over to you forever by bringing together Chuma Okiki and Jabari Smith, and you failed. What is your problem? I I cannot for the life of me understand how you think that Pablo Banquero is going to bring you more attention, more notoriety than the entirety of the Auburn family, literally attaching themselves to that. Matter of Mm. fact, this is going way too much into it. I'm a huge Disney World fan. I'll just say it right here. I don't talk about that a whole lot. You want to talk about that? It's in Orlando. I would literally probably move there at this point if I could have Chuma, Jabari, and Disney World all in the same three, all three of those things in the same place. I am done. Sorry.
1: There's our weekly crotch deal, man rant. So, we had to get it in somehow. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder were they one of the teams that showed up? I'm sure they. I, I mean, uh, odds, I odds are they were one. Yeah, probably. I don't know
0: for sure. Yeah, um, I'm not. I, I'm not sure actually.
1: I'd be interested to see if 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 Coach Pearl and some staff made any any side comments like,
0: "Well, you guys." You know, it's like you have got these seats set aside for all the teams and then you put the Orlando Magic way over there at the end. <laughs> just just think about what you did. You think yeah. about what you did.
1: You're in timeout. <laughs> yeah, but uh I don't know where I w Broom, I think he has a chance. You know, he's on a he's coming from More Ed State. He's on a much bigger profile. Um he's gonna be in a system that allowed Walker Kessler to do what he could he could do. Um and so I think he has a chance with a great year. All these guys have to produce, you know, like you got to execute. you still got to play. Just because you come to Auburn now, and Auburn has that national recognition, doesn't mean you're just going to get drafted because of the name. Like, you have to still execute and play and win some games um, and do it well and do it consistently. So I'm really excited. I think this is just a great team. Uh, I think it's going to fit really well together. Um, I'm just pumped. I'm pumped. Is there anybody else you see that that I didn't name that, that has a good chance? No, no, no. I,
0: I think you – hit the biggest names there uh you know my hope obviously is for alan flanagan janai yawan are the biggest ones that are probably going to be getting a lot of attention but Mm. the great thing is you know we had guys like dylan cardwell uh putting their names in the draft because they can and safely come back out after they get assessed um and really kind of getting some feedback that way too So really this is, you know, uh, nothing more than just an excitement period in the grand scheme of things right now for Auburn's season and for their futures. It doesn't mean a whole lot because the season will determine more so of that. But this was the first stepping stone for them. It was the first stepping stone for us to begin to talk about these some of these things. It gave opportunity for Coach Pearl to kind of talk about what he's seen so far through preseason practice. Because as, as you pointed out, we are, you know, two to three weeks from the recording of this episode from the season starting and you know there's an exhibition before that so for those of you that want to dismiss the football team right now haha you shouldn't be doing that funny funny but it is you are going to have something hopefully to make you very happy here very soon because basketball is going to be here for the guys for the girls i'm excited for you too for all of them and just hope that that kind of takes the next step for the women's program absolutely shooty hoops is back and, well, not officially yet, but very close to it, and I couldn't be more excited about it.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. And I, I think a lot of people are excited. Ever since Coach Pearl got here, it's been something people have started to look forward to earlier and earlier. Um, and with the exit from the tournament last year, uh, people are excited. And that, that's Why would, good. That, that well, Why would you bring yeah, that up? Why would you bring that up? Because we know what we need to build on, and we're ready he, to make the national we championship had... when the twins come to the world, and we're ready to go.
0: We had a good thing going until you brought that up. And now I'm sad again. Thank you.
1: Well, Thank you I that. just want everyone to be excited and join me in Neville crypto digital arena when we play. George
0: <laughs> stop. Stop. All right. All right. That's <laughs> it. We can't do this anymore. <laughs> with that being said, uh, that is episode eight uh, for the Auburn experience. And we appreciate you guys riding along with us to talk about baby announcements, you know, just reveling in the sufferings of our biggest rival and looking a little bit forward to Uh, the beginnings of basketball season on your way out. Please do make sure that you if you're interested about something that we talked about here, that you want to expound more upon, if you're listening on the podcast, especially hit us up on our social media accounts at E2C network, or if you want our personal ones, you can find me at Kyle Loomis 24 Austin, where can they find you
1: at Austin G Scott, please come check it out. Uh, Please come look for that picture of the onesies. it's, It's pretty cute. I must say, and we'll definitely
0: have to get a Sanford picture up there at some point. Uh, you committed to it now live here and you yeah, know we you don't take these things down so listen it's got to be done at this point <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's on record thank you guys so much for tuning in to the auburn experience and appreciate you spending some time with us until then four eagle more eagle everybody